0: These things don't come into our lives super often, I don't think. And it takes a lot of courage and bravery to go out and figure out what they are. Not even just from like a a traveling perspective. Um, A lot of times you have to travel to figure out these things. But from like a money perspective, dude. Like I'm dropping $600 to get these two certifications and... A year ago, me, when I was making my like six figure salary, I would have panicked. I would have been like, "No fucking way, am I gonna drop six hundred dollars on these on this diving certification? Like that sounds insane." And now I don't have a lot of money, and easily I'm like, you know what? I'm dropping these six hundred dollars because this is a hobby that actually means something to me and that I want to explore doing. And who knows? Maybe it'll turn into something awesome. And I think it will. I'm not gonna say maybe it won't because genuinely I think it will. I, I I. I really love this and I I think that shit like this comes around so rarely that we feel so much of a calling for in our heart and we're so scared to invest in ourselves and sometimes we just have to like we forget that we make money not just to be safe like we can enjoy doing life with the money that we earn. Welcome to Low on the Go, a podcast about all things on the go. This podcast will start off mostly in the travel space, but I'm definitely not trying to niche down too hard too fast. My goal is basically to encourage a life full of energy, exploration, and adventure. And honestly, I want people to feel a little less alone in the world. However, all of this may look in podcast form. I'll be talking about travel, on-the-go recipes, and taking care of your brain. So yeah, that means some mental health shit and probably more. A little about me, I'm a 20-whatever-year-old who has traveled to just over 20 countries and has lived in four cities. I've learned a ton about the best way to pack for airplanes, how to travel cheaply but still be bougie as fuck, and I've met a lot of people along the way who know a lot more than I do, and thank God they've offered to be on this podcast. I hope you listen and leave feeling inspired and equipped to take risks, chase your dreams, and stay on the go. Until next time, XL low. What's up, everyone? Hello, Lauren's back. It's weird. I said Lauren, like my full name, instead of just Low, but we rock with it. Um, <laughs> to be honest, I'm mostly recording this episode uh, because I feel like I need to give an update. I don't actually know who follows like anything I'm doing. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that's a common thing when you have a podcast. I don't know. I guess I just, yeah. <laughs> Need some kind of, like, feedback or something. Uh, Whatever. So I'm going to provide an update on my life. Slash, I don't know, just talk some real shit. (laughs) Uh, So I'm in Bali, in Indonesia. I made the jump from India, like, a month and a couple of weeks ago after finishing my yoga teacher training. And I left India on day 180 of my one-year visa where you need to leave every 180 days so cut it real close everyone told me not to do this it was kind of my only option and I don't know I feel like there are very few moments in life when you have like so much peace and like faith about everything that's something that's kind of big will work out like I recently had another one about the next place I'm going um so it it all worked out I actually ended up having this hilarious conversation with the customs agent because I walked up and my teeth were basically chattering I was so nervous that I, uh, something would happen. I wouldn't be allowed to leave. I wouldn't be allowed to come back. They would, I calculated things wrong. Maybe I stayed 181 days. I don't know. But, um, I had henna on my hands and the customs agent kind of barely looked at my passport and was asking about like my henna and said that he liked it. And if there, what methodology was used and it's like, yeah, yeah, it was, you know, the, the henna paste in the cone and Um, he was like, oh, okay, cool. That's great. There's, you know, there's this other method with like a a block where you print it onto your hand and it was, it's faster. So maybe you should try that one next time. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like henna techniques. Cool. Noted. When I come back to India, I'll try that one. And I'm like, wait, what the, what the fuck am I doing talking to this customs guard about, about henna? And he's like flipping through my passport, trying to find my stamp to, uh, to, you know, stamp it so I can leave India. And I even told him, I was like, so it's day 180 for me. You know what that means. It's time to go. And he was like, oh, okay, fine. <laughs> so then I left and it was totally okay. But um, yeah, I came to Indonesia uh, with no plan because I never have one anymore. Even recording this episode, I was thinking about a bunch of things that I could talk about so that I don't like lose your guys' interest after a minute and a half. And uh, I just have come to determine that I hate planning. So Um, If you like what I should talk about in these podcasts and the kind of random gaps and it being unplanned and not perfect at all, then sick, stick around, you're my people. If not, I'm very sorry. Planning gives me too much anxiety at this point in my life. So I, uh, I had this realization recently that I had really no idea what my life would look like Stepping off of that plane into Indonesia, and that's kind of been how everything how it's always been And if you've traveled for a long term meaning like maybe three six months or more at a time consecutively um, You know what I'm feeling and it doesn't hit me until later But now I think it's gonna start hitting me earlier. In fact, I recorded a separate episode being like wow I think that my emotions are maybe six months behind like now I'm thinking about Lisbon after I've been in my first stop after I've been in Europe for six months and I'm feeling it now and now it's been like a month and a half so hopefully that means I'm being a little bit more present but what I was saying was uh, it really hit me that I had no idea how my life would play out when I stepped off of that airplane into Bali um, in fact, when I stepped off, I was very overwhelmed by uh, by being in a new place. After being in India, I was like this place will be a lot more like peaceful. But when you get off of the plane into Denpasar, um, there are like maybe a hundred people that are taxi drivers with signs, and everybody will come up to you trying to get a taxi. Like it's a, it's what I imagined um, when I arrived in India to be. And I hope that's not offensive to anyone, um, but uh, you you get off you you exit the airplane or you exit the you exit the uh, the airport, and there are a ton of people trying to get you to go in the taxi with them. And I had just traveled twenty four hours, um, it was I was exhausted, and so this was for me very overwhelming and. Honestly, I was ready for a break. I was ready for something a little bit less like sensory overload than what I experienced in India. So I was like, oh, my fucking God. Um, but then life just became so fun and my time in Indonesia has been amazing. By the way, if there's background noise, I'm, I'm staying at a homestay right now, kind of near the airport, actually, uh, and um, the The Father at the Homestead. he's amazing. his name is Made. he's I think he's coming back from work so you can maybe hear some dogs barking or a scooter. Um, but it it really it really hit me when i was when I was learning to drive a scooter, as that is my I'm, oh my god, wait, people who have listened to my podcast for a while, you might have listened to the episode about how I, like, got hit by a car on scooters and about how it's my biggest fear in the world, okay, if you're an OG and you've made it fo- this far in this episode, I can I can drive one now, by myself, and that is insane to me, that is, I, I went from being petrified a year ago, riding on my friend Brandon's scooter, like, In Mallorca, I was terrified to be a passenger. And now I'm like driving my own. Not very often and also not very well. Like I go really slowly. I learned how to drive a scooter. I've done coffee tastings. I've stayed with filmmakers who I met on couch surfing and tried like (laughs) new things with them, had game nights, learned how to surf, found out that the people that I met Surfing were relatives with the people at the hostel that I was staying at. Went to birthday parties. um, Stayed in jungle huts. uh, Met met a guy. (laughs) Classic. That's just what happens when you travel. You meet a guy who doesn't live here or where you do. And you keep traveling and they go home. And that's how it is every time. So um welcome to the world of traveling it is very very fun and also really hard sometimes (laughs) but i'm so grateful because you meet these people and you make these connections and you have these amazing experiences and sometimes you stay in touch and sometimes you don't but how lucky are we that we get to meet these beautiful people and hopefully they're good people with good hearts and i've been really lucky and all of the guys that i've met have been really great and um yeah whatever that's a whole other podcast episode but yeah, uh, I came here really like not knowing what to do. And like I said before, I don't plan. I don't look into anything at all. I, I, it stresses, both stress me out. To be frank, both stress me out. If I prepare and I plan, the idea of preparing and planning stress me out because I'm like, okay, what if something cooler comes along? If I plan everything, then I know exactly what will happen. And, but maybe I don't know best. In fact, I probably don't know best. Somebody else that lives here already, probably knows best so but then if I but what if I I go there and I don't plan anything and then I get lazy and I don't meet the right people who you know want to go to these cool places or plan this or that thing like and then I end up doing nothing and then I fall into like a slump of just laziness which I tend to do sometimes and then that it gets really hard to get out of so like I don't know I I have this weird dichotomy where both are stressful so I usually just don't plan anything and see what happens and see what signs I get from good old universe. In this case I got a hostel and everyone told me to stay in different areas of Bali. Bali more than like anywhere else that I've been everybody seems to have a different opinion on like some people love Lombok, some people hate Canggu, some people love Uluwatu. some people really fuck with Nusa, Nusa Penida. Like, it totally just depends on who you are. Some people really like Jaffa, but everybody's different. Like, I met a couple, one loved Lombok, one hated it. Like, you just you just never know. So I it was very unclear to me where to go. So my one friend was like, just go to Canggu, start there, it's a good way to meet people. It's kind of, it's like the party area. And there's a lot of foreigners and tourists there, so just maybe start there, see if you meet anyone cool. So I looked at all of the hostels; there were a ton of them, and I found one hostel that had 111 reviews. That's one one one. And anytime I've ever done something one one one, it's been great. Like I once chose the one 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 seat on a train and ended up meeting this actor that was uh, he was German and French, and we didn't really talk that much, but then we talked at the end. Anyways, we exchanged contact information. We ended up going out kind of on like a date, I guess, and had a really, really fun night. We went to like this gay bar in Berlin and it was, the bartenders were great. The decorations were amazing. We were out until like really late. We like, whatever, we like kissed under his turtleneck. Shut up everyone. But anytime, like 111 seems to be coming up in my life a lot. I I just got my scuba certification. And the hotel that I stayed at, it was 1111, that was like our number, and I stayed with my girls, and I fucking love them, and it was it was just the best, like everything, 111 for anyone that doesn't know is like the number for new beginnings, and if you believe in it, or if you don't believe in it, if it makes me feel good and whatever, like I think, or it makes like anybody else feel like they have a sign of like, okay, I'm okay, then I think that it's not a dangerous thing, I think it's a good thing. I kind of tend to believe in it because this keeps on popping up in my life. You know, what we what we see and the words that we use, they make our reality. So if, if these are the things that keep popping up to me and keep having emphasis, then I'm going to take that as a sign. Everything is one-one-one. So I saw all of these hostels, I see this one called Jungle House, 111 reviews. I really think about it a lot, but it stays in the back of my mind of like, okay, this seems like the one. So I go there, I go to this hostel, it's the best. I meet great people the hostel owners are amazing and it turns out like I said the hostel owner knew the surf school guy and then when I wanted to start doing the diving thing I asked the owner of the hostel who do you know in like in wherever to uh who do you know in Ahmed the city that I wanted to go uh, diving in to that has a surf school he recommended this dude Jim just went and got my open water had a great experience with Jim met the other guys at the dive school um one of them Uh, Yosef and I, shout out Yosef, we became friends. Uh, I needed to end up going to this home that I'm at right now. He said, yo, my best friend lives in this eco resort on the way there. We can go and stay with him. I go to this eco resort. It's like the coolest place ever. It's beautiful. It's nuts. We go to this gorgeous waterfall with this like pool thing where we get all these great photos. And then I end up going to this home that I'm staying at now. He lets me keep his bike. This dude's being so nice to me. And uh, then we're gonna, I'm going to go back to Ahmed and continue along with my, with my diving. But there are so many things that went what, right and wrong to get me here. For example, Ahmed would have never even been on my radar unless I met these girls who told me about Ahmed. And then I met these other two girls who we were all supposed to go to these other islands together, but it just didn't work. Like, our the ferry got canceled and it was frustrating and yada yada. So... Uh, the two girls and I were like, okay, what's nearby? So we go to Ahmed, okay? We loved Ahmed, it's super cute city, Um, nice little beach town. It wasn't even on my radar to start, uh, to do diving or anything like that. So I continue to travel on, I go back to Changu, it's kind of my home base. And then when I went to, I went to this other island with other people that I met at the hostel, and I met this, uh, this French guy who had just, his name's Axel, he had just done his dive master and he suggested going back to Ahmed because it's it's one of the the cheaper yet really high quality, um, good safe places to get your your diving certification. But honestly, like, unless I had already gone to Ahmed with those two girls, I I probably honestly I would have been like, eh, it's not it's kind of far, it's not worth making it all the way out there. But I really loved the city, um, or the the little town and. I just, I don't know. I felt like called to go back there. And then the girls that I went to Nusa Lembongan with, um, one of them, Lou, love you, Lou, uh, she wanted to get her diving certification as well. So it worked out for her to go there too. And then our other friend, Aline, uh, love you also, Aline. she We were all we all traveled together a little bit. She wanted to go to the north and come around. So we all met in Ahmed and we went diving together. And I, I met this other girl, Jill, um, where I was at in this, like, this uh like a bamboo hut thing it's one of the coolest hostels i've ever been to really it's it's like 13 kilometers north of ubud and this whole time i've been wanting to go to ubud and i was like lauren why didn't you go to ubud earlier like you're so hard on yourself when you're traveling if you don't do everything all the time all at once or at least i am and then i ended up going to ubud at the exact time that i needed to because i met jill and jill was the one who was so patient with me like going on the scooter and she let me follow her everywhere and we went to all of these waterfalls and it was so crazy because this girl Yulina from Germany who I met like five years ago in America we were trespassing on a hiking trail she just so happened to be at this waterfall of all the places on the literal globe like she's from Germany we met in America five years ago and now we just ran into each other at a waterfall like the fuck is that so um yeah Jill ends up coming with us to Ahmed we have so much fun like we go swimming and we dive and da 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 and um the dive school is great highly recommend it and um the day I was supposed to leave I just was like why am I leaving Ahmed like I I want to continue diving this is like this is what I want to do and I never ever imagined that that would be what I wanted to do in my life it's like a really big part of my life like no offense t- with yoga, but like I-, I like diving more than I like practicing yoga. Um, I would, I would m- much more easily get out of bed as somebody where it's kind of hard for me to get out of bed. Hello, ADHD. Um, I would, I would, it would be so much easier to get out of bed to go diving than it would to, to do yoga. Um, and these things don't come into our lives super often, I don't think. And it takes a lot of courage and bravery to go out and figure out what they are not even just from like a, a traveling perspective um, a lot of times you have to travel to figure out these things but from like a money perspective dude like I'm dropping $600 to get these two certifications and a year ago me when I was making my like six-figure salary I would have panicked I would have been like no fucking way am I gonna drop $600 on these on this diving certification like that sounds insane and now i don't have a lot of money and easily i'm like you know what i'm dropping these six hundred dollars because this is a hobby that actually means something to me and that i want to explore doing and who knows maybe it'll turn into something awesome and i think it will i'm not going to say maybe it won't because genuinely i think it will i i i really love this and I, i think that shit like this comes around so rarely that we feel so much of a calling for in our heart and we're so scared to invest in ourselves and sometimes we just have to like we forget that we make money not just to be safe like we can enjoy doing life with the money that we earn and for so long i I was i was just so stingy dude like traveling through Europe sure you have to be stingy but even when I when I had a job it was like okay all I can do is buy the you know the food that I need and sometimes go out for drinks and dinner and clothes and like maybe I'll buy a nice outfit or whatever but I would never invest in something that was like a class because in America we're taught that how fucking hobbies have to be monetized and if you if you invest it all into a painting class or or martial arts or something I like whatever you want like you somehow have to make money from it. I hate that shit. I don't know if anybody's listening to this and if you agree, like does anyone else agree that really like feel really a pressure that you whatever you're doing, painting, drawing, you like you have to you have to start making calendars, you have to start making tote bags or you have to, you know, become a teacher. No, why can't we just like enjoy our life and enjoy like go slower and enjoy the things that we're doing? Instead of being, like, oh, well, shit, now I have to make this, like, mean something more than my own personal enjoyment. Isn't that what life is, like, about? Like, life is... It's not about business. It's not about loving everything either. It's just about being lived. Like, even if I experience the discomfort of losing $600 from, you know, however much money I have. Like, $600 is a good chunk when you're not working. Which, I'm not working. Uh to see that go away is scary but honestly in the past I would have tried to avoid that or not even avoid it I would have felt it too much I would have felt that guilt and that discomfort to the point where I would not have even been able to enjoy the diving and that shit sucks like that is not right at all and now it's not even like oh I just like let it pass it's like no I'm I'm enjoying feeling this discomfort because it's just a part of life and it means that like I, I did something that's very out of the norm for me. Like, we feel these feelings of discomfort because it's something different from what we're used to. If I just, you know, stayed and continued to not spend money on things or not, you know, invest in myself, like, then I wouldn't be feeling these feelings. And I am now because I'm, I'm saying, you know, I'm worth it. And I'm like and that this is something that lights me up so much and that I think I could do something with it. And it's, I I don't know, I just feel really, really grateful that I feel this sort of sense of discomfort because that's just what it is. And when I need to work again, I will work. And those opportunities will and have presented themselves as I'm going to Australia next. That's right, that's a whole other story. Remember that time I went to Goa when I was like low-key abandoned? Everything's fine, but. Everything really, really happened for a reason. In that moment, it sucked. I was so scared about traveling India by myself. And then I get there, and I'm like, where the heck do I stay? Everything happened so fast. And everyone was telling me to go to one part of of, uh, India, or one part of Goa, and I was like, nope, I feel like I need to go to this one really specific hostel. I felt very certain about it, and then I questioned why I felt so certain about it. I'm like, is this my head playing games with me? Is this a real thing? I don't know, but I ended up booking this hostel, And, like, honestly, it took this old German woman coming to me and being like, Lauren, I've been coming to go since I was 19, and now I'm, you know, 60 or 70, whatever. And her telling me, like, Lauren, your intuition will tell you what to do. And that was it. It was like, don't listen to anyone else. You will know what to do. And I went there, and I met my little European loves. I met Sammy and Luca. And they live in Australia, and now I'm going to go stay with them and work there and earn some money for the next three months so that I can go travel again. (laughs) And, you know, maybe I'll totally love Australia. Honestly, I think I'll love Australia a lot, so I might stay there. But there are some travel things that I need to do, like maybe going back to India. Your girl still needs to get LASIK because she chickened out and nothing felt right when she was in India the first time with getting LASIK. I don't honestly... It's situations like this where you're like in the middle of it and things just don't line up and they don't work out. And I'm being so hard on myself of like, why did I just not get LASIK? Why did I not just trust everything and trust the process and trust what was going on? Like, why didn't I just do it? And it's really hard for me at my, my life, this, at this moment to know, like, was that a missed opportunity or was I trying to force something that just wasn't Happening because there was a moment where I let my guard down and was like, no, everything's gonna be fine But was that like, okay, you're safe. You can do this or was that just like giving up? I don't know if other people think about it that way, but I was just confused and the same thing happened recently with buying an airplane ticket Um, I was gonna buy a ticket for the 10th For some and it was it was cheaper for some reason I didn't do it and then I was really hard on myself for not buying this airplane ticket Uh, but then I decided I wanted to do my advanced diving certification. And if I would have done that, it would have, I would have been eighth, nine, 10th. I couldn't have flown anyways. So maybe it was good that I didn't buy this cheaper airline ticket. I bought one that was way more expensive, but, um, for the 14th. So now that's when I'm going. But, uh, in all of this, I really, I don't know how I'm like, Perceived with my traveling because I feel like it just it looks so easy and I Look like someone who just does all of this with ease and it is More like that now, but I just want people to know that I still don't know what I'm doing (laughs) Like like if you think that I come here with a plan, that's not true I don't come anywhere with a plan I come and I try to meet people and it takes me a lot of energy to Organize like okay, I should write down on couchsurfing that I'm coming to Bali and I want people to hang out or I want to you know uh, I'm looking for like a host and I want to get to know like oh On top of that. What are the cultural things? What temples do you have to go to when you're traveling for this long? It's it's really you it's not like oh, okay, cool You know I'm taking my like two weeks of my vacation that I have with my American corporate job and going to Paris And so I have to see the Eiffel Tower and I have to go to the Louvre and I have to go to Versailles and I have to go to all these places. And then you like map it all out and you book all of your Airbnbs. Nah, nah, nah. It is not like that. Like when I was in Italy, I remember there was one night where I was up until two in the morning and that next night I had no idea where I was going to stay. And I thought that was so hardcore. I was like, wow, I am hardcore. I have no idea where I'm sleeping like tomorrow night. And now I'll show up somewhere and be like, I don't know where I'm staying. (laughs) people like honestly i have i don't know fatigue does anyone do any other travelers have this where where people are like oh so where are you going next oh so what are you doing today oh so what are you this or that i don't know i don't know i never know i really genuinely always have no idea and i still feel guilt about that and i still feel very insecure when people are like do you know what you're doing and i'm like i don't know and I feel like, what am I doing with my life? Should I not be maximizing my time? Like, there are people who were in, in Bali that I met for two months who did way more than I have. And I don't know why that is. If I'm just, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> if I'm just tired, if I'm just less capable, if I'm less smart, less planned. Like, I got all these really hard, harsh things on myself. And I, everyone just, I, I don't know. I, like, I dude, I have time in my, in my mind, in my heart. I'm like, I'll come back to Bali. So I don't need to do everything right now. Like maybe that's laziness. It totally could be, but in, in my brain, that's how it is of like, yeah, I'm gonna go somewhere, but I imagine I can come back and I, I'm graduated. It's not like I have to go back for university. It's not like I have to go back for a job. Like I can kind of just float as long as I have enough money. And I'll always meet people that I that I really like, um, but this is really different from Lauren, who traveled a year ago. Probably because I uh, I didn't think I would be gone this long, but now going to Australia, I'm gonna be there for three months because I should I can maybe do like an Australia working holiday visa thing, like podcast episode or something. But um, basically. I can go and live there for a year, and if you, if you for eighty eight days, either work in farming, or work in like a small northern town, uh, and you can work in anything like hospitality, then you are automatically eligible for a second year visa. Now, do I know if I want a second year visa? No, but do I think I love Australia? Yes, I do. So. somehow by a miracle of the universe, my two friends, Sammy and Luca, they live in one of those Northern towns. So that's where I'm going. And that is where I'll be working for those 88 days. I can be eligible for a second year visa. I love these people. I think they are great and they have great friends. And um, I just feel so at peace about this. Like I had to drop $550 for a one-way ticket to get to this Northern city in Australia. And I honestly, I, again, I, I just don't really care. And I feel guilty saying that because I, I... Not even guilty, but like I know that I'm saying that out of a place of privilege. That I am from a country that has a, a relatively powerful currency. And that I was able to have a good education. And I did. I worked my ass off to get where I was in New York. And I did sell everything, which, which took a lot of time. But like I have a powerful passport. I am from a place where I have enough money to be able to do this. And I feel simultaneously really lucky and a lot of guilt for being able to say that because I don't know what I did in like a past lifetime to be born into this country. Um, America has its problems. I also wanna like shout that out too. I feel a lot of guilt and a lot of like, there's a lot of, this is another podcast episode, man. And I need to talk to other Americans. Maybe I'll interview an American. Uh, It, it, uh, traveling with an American passport is a burden. (laughs) Even though I can get to a lot of countries, man, you meet someone and they're like, where are you from? Uh, to be honest, I usually say New York. <laughs> Even though I'm not from New York, I only lived there. Uh, it's a dim- it's a different connotation than if you say you're from the USA. And you talk in a certain way. You are very measured about how loud you are. Um, how I- I'm very aware of my Americanness, if you will. And... Uh, while I think that it's not our job to bring our culture to where we travel it is it is our job to really seem Like try as hard as we can to seamlessly integrate into another culture while it can be uncomfortable and difficult like uh, th- Just I don't know I, I, I think that we should try to learn the basis, basics of a language if he, In a place you eat with your hand you're gonna eat with your hand too like India you eat with your hand Indonesia. A lot of times, you eat with your hand. That's that's you just. That's what you do. Like, and you kind of leave your own culture at the back of the doorstep. But there there are certain things that I can't help about myself and about being American. So, whole other side topic. But um, I want to be very you know politically correct and also just caring about um, uh, about really like communicating that I I understand that me do being able to do all of this is because I I I come from where I come from and um it it, it is from a place of privilege. Uh and I, I really I wish I, I want everyone to come do this with me, man. <laughs> One day, hopefully if I if I earn a ton of money in my life, which honestly I, I don't I don't even really see that happening because at this point in my life I don't I just don't really care. Like I don't have that aspiration. I'm so much happier now that I'm like spending my money on things that I love. And it doesn't matter. Like I, I love my parents and certain ways that I was raised are are great, but, um, they, to be honest, they didn't. They don't have like a ton of hobbies. So for me, it wasn't demonstrated to me like you can invest your money in like hobbies and things that you like. Like from a very young age, if I did anything in art or any sort of hobby, it was how can we monetize this. So, I'm really learning, as an adult, how to invest in my own enjoyment, <laughs> and not feel guilty about it. Um, and now I'm just talking about my life and rambling, and I really, I hope that people can relate to this, like desperately I do. <laughs> and I think that these are things that people don't really talk about a lot, um, even though I've been going for like over 30 minutes, and this has no structure. But maybe, maybe this will resonate with, with some people. Um, life is meant to be lived in, in every single way, and even the things that feel really really uncomfortable and difficult like i've said like india uncomfortable but i met the right people to get me to the right place like i feel closer to the the me that i want to be with exploring things like like diving than i have probably since i was a little kid like I feel closer to my younger, my like little Lauren self um, than I have ever in my adulthood. Um, Which to me is. (sighs) I'm remembering things that I forgot about myself. And I think that that's amazing (laughs) because we go through so much shit and we have so many people telling us what to do in this life and our. The people around us, they imprint so heavily on us. And, like, I, I was so shallow with trying to figure out what I wanted with my life. Something with, you know, photography or something with something creative or whatever that I completely forgot that when I was really young, like, I, I could swim before I could walk. And being in the water was my favorite thing in the world when I was, like, an infant. And then when I grew a little bit, I... I love to bake and I love to be in the kitchen and I just forgot that about myself. Like I forgot who I was and the things that I was drawn to before I could even care about what anybody else thought. And now now being older and being back in this the ocean and being back in the ocean, that makes no sense because I'm from Minnesota where there's no ocean. So Again, like I don't know what my obsession is with the ocean ever since I was really, really little. I was like, I wanna go to university in Hawaii and I wanna, you know, be in the sea and go surfing and da da da. And now I'm here doing it. And I when people are like, Oh, I couldn't imagine, you know, being away from the ocean or being away from the mountains or whatever I always felt weird saying that because I was raised in a flat land with no sea. But now I'm I went to Ubud away from the ocean for like a week and I couldn't, I, I loved it, I really, I loved it, but it, it, I felt it in my soul that I was away from the ocean and it was hard. Like I, lo- I longed for it. I had like longing to be by a, a sea or a body of water. And then I started diving and now it's fucking all over, man. It is over for me. I am never leaving the ocean <laughs> ever again. And who knows, maybe one day I'll go to patisserie school because I would love to be a baker. Um, I love to cook. I would love to open a little, like, yoga, diving, cafe, hotel, because I also love to just, like, you know, make people's day and be sunshine and light in people's lives, and I, shit, man, maybe that's my purpose. We're just out here discovering our purpose and trying to invest in ourselves while also having to live in a world where needing money is very real and needing to be healthy and have enough money to, you know, if anything goes wrong in the hospital and paying our taxes and shit like that is super, super real. So um, it's getting a little loud with the chickens out here now. And I should probably hop off because it's 35 minutes and editing is going to be a nightmare. But just know that I'm always here if you have questions I'm very I'm ADHD I'm sorry it just it's how I am things are gonna be a little all over the place I get kind of overwhelmed if I don't respond to your messages right away um I have I meet so many people while I'm traveling not necessarily an excuse but it takes a lot of energy for me to respond to all of them um but I love you all and when I say you all as I'm talking as if I like have fans no that's it I'm talking about my friends uh, but if you're listening to this, I love the shit out of you. And I want to respond to these things. I just sometimes I can't. So please don't get mad at me. But uh, I'm going to go edit this. I don't know what I'm doing, but I kind of do. And I feel good. And I feel happier than I've been. Not even happier. But I know right now I feel happy. And that's okay. It's all just to be enjoyed. I'm being called right now, though, I think. So I'm to hop off. I love you mucho and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.